Hey guys, before we dive into the show, I wanted to tell you about my new trailer music toolkit, which is 100% free and you can download it right now over at richardprin.com forward slash toolkit. This toolkit contains... Firstly, my perfect trailer cue blueprint. It also contains a handful of one-shot samples, like huge trailer hits, pings, plucks, brahms, booms, transitions, and downers. Perfect for beginners, pros, and everything in between. Okay, let's get into the episode. Hey guys, welcome to session number five of the Trailer Music Composers podcast. Let's dive in. One man... With one microphone, whose favorite childhood movie was Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Welcome to the Trailer Music Composers Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to session number five of the Trailer Music Composers Podcast. Um, in this session, you can probably tell that I'm actually out and about walking around rather than in my studio um, with my Rode mic. Now, the reason I'm doing this is because I got asked a question recently by one of my students. He said, why is done better than perfect? Now, one of the things I talk about when I'm doing my courses or tutorials on YouTube is done is better than perfect. I'm going to keep reiterating it. Now, the reason I say this is because perfection is a constantly shifting idea. If you chase perfection, you will find yourself chasing it for a very long time and you'll end up spending an inordinate amount of time trying to perfect those tiny, tiny elements of your track. Whereas, if you get to the point where you go, okay, it's not actually perfect in my mind, I say perfect with speech marks, uh, but it's it's done, you know, it, it does the job, it captures the mood, I'm excited by it, uh, it does all the things that I want it to do, you know, it ticks those five rules of trailer music, you know, impact, um, and that, so I'm just going to send it off, done, there we go. Now, I'd never actually thought about why done is better than perfect, beyond the fact that my experience of trying to perfect a track means that I end up spending days on a piece of music for minimal gains whereas if I just focus on getting it complete you know maybe like 80-90% complete then it means that rather than me spending days trying to complete it I am spending just a matter of hours and that's really important with my work schedule I only work a few hours a day if that so if I was to spend you know 12 to 20 hours on one track I'd only get one track done every one to two weeks, and that's not great, you know. I would expect myself to complete, at least have a sketched out track, by the end of each session of writing. So, you know, by the end of a week, I would have between three to five kind of done tracks, as it were. At least done where I can send them off to Vic, my publisher at Elephant Music, and he can do his excellent job of producing it with me and sort of guiding the track to final completion. Now it wasn't until recently when I heard an interview with a really cool guy called James Wedmore. Um, You might know him from his YouTube channel but he also does lots of coaching and stuff and 
he was talking about being integrity, showing integrity to yourself, right? And basically what that translated into is when you say you're going to do something, do it. And he's not talking about, like, grand things. He's talking about small things. When you say you're going to sit down and write for 10 minutes, sit down and write for 10 minutes. When you say you're going to meet your friend at the train station at 10 in the morning, meet your friend at at the train station at 10 in the morning. Now, he kind of goes into the psychology of this, which I'd never thought about, and it was amazing when he he said it. I was like, of course, this is why I preach the way I I do about, you know, uh, not religion, obviously, uh, about... um, writing and creativity because when you get things done you're showing up for yourself right when you sit down and write a track you say to yourself you sit down i'm going to write a piece of music today and then when you write a piece of music and it's done it's like you can give yourself a tick a pat on the back you can trust yourself a little bit more now how does that translate to your bigger career as a composer now that translates because if you can trust yourself to complete the small tasks that you set each and every day be it work related or personal related then you can trust yourself that when you set a bigger goal you know you will fulfill it and that was what James Wedmore was saying about being able to prove to yourself that you can achieve these small wins each day and then you will give yourself the confidence to know that when you sit down and say you know what i'm going to get 20 trailer placements this year you have confidence in yourself that you're going to achieve that and that is huge uh you know and i didn't realize that i was following that that guideline the entirety of my career you know i always focus on the small wins i'd always spend each day or as much as i could writing a little piece of music and trying to get things finished and out you know out the door uh partly because i my because of my views on inspiration and creativity are you know it's a constant flow if you're not letting things go you're therefore not letting things come in so if you're spending your time trying to perfect your synth line from bar 38 to 42 with all the various filter sweeps and effects and whatnot until you find the exact perfect patch you're not letting the creativity and the inspiration through you're preventing it because you're not letting that track out okay you're kind of blocking the flow and i didn't really realize that actually that also parallels to you're also not giving yourself proof of your ability to be successful because you're saying to yourself you know what i can't i just can't finish music and then you'll do it again you'll start another track because you didn't finish that last one i'll start another track and you'll spend days perfecting it and then you won't finish it and you'll say oh you know what I still just can't finish a piece of music. And I know a lot of my students suffer from this. Oh, you know, how do you finish so many pieces of music? You know what? I'm not a perfectionist. I just produce a track to the point where I think, you know what? This is exciting. And then I send it off. Regardless, you know, I've, (laughs) embarrassingly enough, had stems sent back from uh, Toby Mason, who uh, mixes and masters uh, most of my stuff, where... There's like there's audio files that I haven't faded at the end of the beginning, so you get all these little clicks and pops. But you know, uh, funnily enough, it kind of suits the way I write. But that's the key to it: is done is better than perfect. Show yourself, give yourself proof that you can 
actually do the small goals, achieve the small goals that you set. So next time you sit down to write a piece of music, you say, hey, you know what, I'm going to write a piece of piano music today. Sit down and write it. Just finish it. Go from start to finish. Get your track from zero to two minutes twenty. And then stop. Done. And then you can go, you know what, I can take that off the list. Yeah, you can go back and edit it, but that's not the point. That's not writing a piece of piano music. That's It's something else altogether. And that's the trick to my productivity, or one of the tricks to my productivity, is that I hold this idea of getting things done over getting things perfect, because perfect is always changing. I mean, how many times have you sat down and you spent hours on a track only the next day to listen back to it and go, what was I wasting my time on? This track is rubbish. And you feel naff <laughs> as a result of it. Whereas since I've switched it and said to myself, you know what, I'm going to spend a couple of hours tops producing a track and then stop and then I listen to it the next day. Almost always I listen to it and go, hey, this track's got potential. Do you see what I'm saying? So my question to you is can you switch it for yourself can you prove to yourself that you can achieve these small goals so that when you take my course or somebody else's course or you know even when you're pitching to a publisher you can believe that you are actually going to get that publisher's sign off on your track and therefore an editor's sign off on the track and therefore the paying client sign off on track and therefore that picture of that poster of that film on your website on your showreel Hooray! And then that bump in your paycheck. Because you showed up for yourself on the small things. You showed up for yourself by completing a track. Not to, like, perfection. To the point where you go, yeah, this rocks. I mean, I can think of countless examples. Not just in my work, but of... uh... Okay, here's a good one. Uh, The Beach Boys. Beach Boys was on in my house growing up all the time, you know, and Brian Wilson sort of lauded as a musical genius and the Beach Boys, amazing, you know, obviously I'm, I'm not, I don't want to get into the Beatles Beach Boys thing, they're both amazing, but I'm talking about the Beach Boys here because when I was a teenager, uh, one of my friends got the a cappella sessions from Pet Sounds, which, is, which was just the voice recordings, and we listened to it and we're like, wait, they're out of tune, and they're kind of out of time. And it was amazing to me, because it didn't matter. The feeling was captured in, to the point where it didn't matter if it's about the timing and the tuning. And I remember um, hearing an interview with Billy Corgan of the Smashing Pumpkins uh, when he was recording, uh, I think it was Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. And he was saying that, actually, the producer, I can't remember who it was, I don't think it was Butch Vig on that one. Um, anyway, whoever was producing Melancholy... He took the vocal takes that were the most emotional over the the ones that were the most technically good. So if there was a bit of screeching on the vocals, he took that because that captured the emotion over the one that was more in tune, more in time. And that's the approach I suggest you take with your music. Get it done. Capture yourself and your emotion in your music and then send it on its way so that you can then move on to the next send it on its way move it on to the next send it on its way who cares if there's a little mistake in it you know 
<laughs> call me, you know, I know I'm going to annoy some people who are, who are very, very keen on getting their tracks perfect and amazing. And, you know, well done, sirs and madams, for doing that, because I don't have the patience to do that. I just want to get tracks out and into the world. Um, and that is why I always say done is better than perfect, because you then prove to yourself you are worthy of the goals that you set yourself in the future be that goal getting a single track placed on a single piece of video or be that goal winning awards getting tens and twenties of you know placements a year in trailers and to be honest with you that's kind of why i'm walking around in a wood next to a golf course near my house holding my phone you know i could have waited to get back to my studio where i can put this through a compressor, give it a noise gate, you know, all that business, make sure it's nice and clean. And to be honest, my, my recordings of my voice aren't even that good anyway. Uh, but I wanted to get this done. Because, you know, I've listened to tons of podcasts where they're over a Skype connection, and the connection is terrible, but it doesn't matter. Because you're listening to the content. You're listening to the heart of what they're saying, above and beyond the finished product. Um... I remember when I was at uh, college, this was the first time I'd ever heard this saying, and you know, I think this is a genius saying, uh, you can't polish a turd. If the heart of what you're producing and saying isn't good, then no matter how per- perfect you make it with your production, etc., it doesn't matter. It's still going to be a polished turd, isn't it? Um, now, that's, I'm not saying that you're writing as a turd. I'm, I feel like I'm going on a tangent now. Um, but what I'm trying to say is focus on the real core of your music, the real core of what you're trying to say with your creativity, and you will find the rest of it just falls into place. You know, if you're worried about your ability to mix and to master, don't worry, most publishers have mastering engineers, and I am blessed to have a, a, a publisher who also pays for my tracks to be mixed because although yes i can do the balancing stuff uh and i can mix it to a a level that i'm happy with i can't i you know i'm not going to pretend to be that level of mixing and mastering at all uh because i want to focus on the writing you know that's that's my i was gonna say that's my jam but it's not really it's it's uh i'd say it's more my peanut butter um and that's what you need to do focus on those five remember those five rules i talked about the heart of what you're trying to say with your music getting yourself and your impact into your tracks don't try and perfect everything that you do because especially when you're dealing with you know some of my trailer cues have got sort of 120 tracks how am i going to sit there and perfect all of those i'm not going to bother i'm going to make sure they all have the gist of what i'm trying to do now, um, if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe. I'd love to have you listening each week to um, my ramblings and obviously leave a, a review of the podcast. And of course, you can go on over to YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube channel where I get into more detail about actual production and writing. So you can see me sort of doing walkthroughs of my cues. Um, trying to reveal to you all the tricks I do because, you know, what? they're not tricks. You know, you'll notice there's certain ways I write, uh, and I'm not hiding anything. I want to show you everything. And if you want more, you can head over to the Trailer Music School, where I've got tons of courses. Well, it's a membership site, so you sign up 
uh, monthly or annually to get access to all my courses and the fantastic community of other composers we have um, who are all so supportive we have monthly calls and monthly briefs where you know I set a brief and everyone produces a track and then we, we feedback and you know if there's anyone that uh, shows any promise to, to maybe produce more work along that vein then perhaps I get into touch with them about maybe taking them further uh, yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this. I am very, very grateful, and I do hope you enjoyed it. Thanks, guys. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. I have something really, really exciting to offer you. I've put all 12 of my trailer music courses into a bundle called the Ultimate Trailer Music Bundle. And I've put it on for a very, very special offer. Head on over to richardprin.com forward slash trailer music bundle to get your hands on this awesome deal.